When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Andrew Gunling is such a psychopath. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Just horse. You're right, it was Nam. I gotta give a closer look to Peter's region. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Andrew Gunling. You couldn't possibly understand the hurt. That's right, Andrew Gunling in for Peter Rosenberg on ENN here on a Thursday in New York City. Oh, and we start out, of course, as we always do on ENN by saying hello first to Dan. Hide the women and children. And uh, let's say hello to Gordon as well. The tongue is completely out of the mix today. And let's say hello to Gordon. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. <laughs> With the those are strong contenders, I feel. Those are, good, those are good sound bites right there. I don't know. I don't, yeah, Anthony's hitting the drop madness theme. No, I don't know if that's strong. I don't. It's it's yeah, tough. It's a potential. tough field. I'm not a, a regular enough part of the mix here. You know, you can't go back to this part in March. Nobody's going to remember it then. Eating ninety percent <clears throat> of, of joy. That's maybe an NIT contender, but I don't know if that's ready for the for the big dance. Ouch. Wow. So not even don't, not don't even like as an a, insult. Oh. It's not. Andrew, oh, no, not I will. Like a I've taken far less as insults in my life, Andrew. <laughs> don't you? You don't tell me what I take as insults, my friend. I'll tell you what I take as insults. Yeah, it's like Sorry. a mid, yeah, maybe like a Pepperdine in kind of you know like an eighteen win nothing, season. Nothing not even, not even like a Steph Curry Davidson. No, they went to the elite eight. Run to the elite oh, no, eight. That's, that's no, a strong. No. No. I'll, mm. I'll live out there in the California, right? Florida on the Gulf Pacific Coast. Ocean, it's true. It's a beautiful school. Beautiful school. Yeah. Do they actually go to class out there or just – I mean, that would be impossible to do if, like, school was literally at the beach. Uh, it's a good school, I think, so I, I, I got to believe My that... sister-in-law actually graduated from there. Graduated from really? So there you go. So it can yeah. be done. It can be done. So I wouldn't have been able to do it, but she did. Discipline. That's what that is. Yep. It is. Uh, let's see, guys. We start ENN tonight with the Yankees as they start a series in Fenway Park for the first time this season, as a matter of fact. First series in Boston – um, of the year and their first games against Boston since the first three games of the season. Red Sox tied for the wild card lead, which is good, but they're 14 games back of New York for the division. Wow. Uh, no Aaron Judge for this one. Aaron Boone mentioned earlier right here, actually, on the Michael K Show that Judge is dealing with some lower body soreness, so he is out for this one. But he did say he could be available as a pinch hitter. Uh, so whatever it is, it's not. it can't be that bad. Uh, pretty good night yesterday for the Yankees, 16-0 over the Pirates. Now this was, I don't know if you guys heard this, uh, this was Pittsburgh's announcer, Greg Brown, who had clearly just had it with this game. <laughs> Here was his call. New York was up 14 nothing when this happened. Here's Giancarlo Stanton at the plate. No one on in the ninth inning. This is ridiculous. And that was his call of the home run. That was like Gary Thorne when Glaber Torres was hitting all those home runs against the Orioles a few years ago, remember? Yeah, but he got really animated, didn't he? 
Yeah, I, I he thought, did. He, he, played, I he went he, crazy. He, yeah, he played a part. You got to stop pitching to the guy. Right, he can't right. keep doing it. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is, guys? And, and I was going to bring this up earlier when we were talking about it. Like, this has become like a point of contention around baseball. And that's with this, like, position players getting thrown into these games, you know, basically guys waving the white flag, putting these guys in. Well, you know what? If you're going to put them in there, you can't right. blame the hitters for going up there and teeing off because let's, let's say, you know, somebody hits a home run against a position player. And at the end of the year, he ends up with 30 home runs. He is a 30-home run hitter. You think when he sits down in the offseason to negotiate a new contract, they're going to sit there and nitpick and pick apart his 30 home runs and say, well, one doesn't count. It was against a position player. No, it counts the same. Yeah, they're so not. No, they're not going to parse through like that. Well, I, you know what? Actually, supposed I don't to strike know. out as a result of uh, like what are they? What, what are you supposed to do in that spot? Like, not take it seriously at all? I think it's a bad look for the for the sport as a whole. Like, I'm tired of this. To be honest with you, I get the strategy, and you want to preserve your arms, but it just it sends a bad message. You're the pirates. Who are you? I mean, come on. Whoa, are you preserving them for the stretch run? Just put a relief pitcher out there for. I mean, you could call somebody what up the next day. Do it. Now, now, for comparison's sake, so we just played the home run call there from the Pittsburgh announcer. Anthony just put on my screen, is this, this is, I think, Gary Thorne, what you're referring to on the uh, the Glaber Torres home Sure run. is. Uh, That's right. This was, so let's hear how, how he reacted to the Glaber home run. Oh, oh, way back left field. You gotta be kidding me. I swear to the Lord, you got to put four fingers up when Torres comes to the plate. Because when he comes around third, it's too late. Get out of here. Get out of here. Paul O'Neill's giving me a hard time. Go back to your own booth. (laughs) Can I just say something, like, while we're on the subject? Like, why isn't Gary Thorne, like, have a permanent announcer job or play-by-play job in either baseball or hockey, like, as we speak right now? Let, oh, let, me, let me be the guy to bang the table for ha- Gary Thorne. Is he not one of the best that there is? Dan, I, I just – I don't know if you watched, but uh, the E60 that just happened, Unrivaled. The, uh, the, it's where on they, the DVR. Where they profi- the DVR. Yeah, they profiled the, the Red Wings-Avalanche rivalry from, like, the yep. mid to late 90s. It was so good, and he's all over it. I mean, that was right in the thick of his prime as an announcer, and he is just – I couldn't agree more. I miss him. I miss him dearly. And, and Doc Emmerich is the GOAT, legend, great, you know, forget, superhuman being. All those things rolled into one. And he's the voice of hockey, known as the voice of hockey. But before there was Doc Emmerich on the national scene, there was Gary Thorne. And Gary Thorne, I'm telling you, it doesn't take a backseat to anybody. He was – phenomenal is phenomenal at whatever the hell he calls yeah. a call that he has of Mattingly's home run in the 95 playoffs is fantastic great one. As except well. the uh, hold on to the roof yeah yep. yeah yep. oh man so good uh let's see speaking of Yankees Red Sox Chris Sale you guys mentioned this a little bit earlier um so he he was making his last rehab start at AAA Worcester before returning to Boston but it did not go as planned he gave up only one run which isn't terrible but he walked five and needed 72 pitches to get through just three and two-thirds innings. So afterwards, he went back in the tunnel, and he did this. That's him just destroying stuff, like really laying into things. Now, he addressed it today. Uh, the video obviously went viral, and so he, he met with reporters, and uh, here he is talking about his temper tantrum. Acting like an idiot last night, and I've acted like an idiot before. I've do it in the dugout. I've been told through the years, hey, take it to the tunnel. Um, so you think you're in a safe space and you think that you're in 
private. That's a place that you're not supposed to really have cameras. Um, there's no public access to that, so I thought I was in, you know, kind of a safer spot. But hey, is what it is, man. It's, it's who I am. It's what makes me a big leader. It's what makes me good at my job. Might not be the best for the public eye, but what is? Who's perfect? Not I, Chris. I can tell you that right now. Not I have actually. I mentioned before about playing like online Madden. There was one incident, and this might have been the last. <laughs> this might have been the wake up call I needed. I actually was playing late at night, and my wife used to get up for work at five in the morning, and I was yelling and screaming at the TV after losing a close game. And she actually woke up, came downstairs. We we exchanged glances. <laughs> And I pointed to the TV, and I started to explain, and I realized I, there's no explanation I'm going to be able to give here that's not going to make me look worse as a human being. So oh, who man. am I to blame Chris Sale? Video game freakouts, they are a thing. They are a thing. They're a, and you're, they're still thing. Toge- you're still happily married all these years later. Think oh, about I it. am. I'm happily married, yeah. I, I can't speak for her. Uh, I think she is, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but like, if you're the assembled media there, with you know talking to Chris Sale, like, is it worth a question to ask, like, do you expect to pay for the damages? So Are I, you going to pay for the damages? I believe that it was addressed, and I think he said that there will be something nice headed their way, which is well, obviously the right thing to do. He can't put, like, filet mignon on the wall to cover up the holes that he created. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not going to be the post-game spread. He's going to actually get, you know, needs to get Bob Vila in there, Mr. Fix-It, to, oh, to help shore things up. Yeah, I'm sure he'll take care of that. Bob Vila, Al Borland. Al Borland, yep. another great one. Uh, by the way, I, I know you had mentioned earlier, too, about the possibility of injury during something like this. Well, that that came up, and he talked about making sure to avoid injuries during these kinds of meltdowns. So I learned in college not to punch anything, and I learned very early on from a teammate of mine uh, not to go full front kick. <laughs> uh, you know, it, you never want to do it, but when it happens, you got to do it the right way and not injure yourself or somebody around you. I mean, you're just acting like an idiot, honestly. It's just a seven-year-old temper tantrum. It's not, like I said, it's not something I'm proud of. It's not something I want to do. But like I said, stuff happens, man. I get it out. I want to get to that place in my career. Can I, if I get angry one day at work, can I just launch my computer across the room? And when I get called on, I just say, look, it's just who I am. All right? Stuff happens. Is that, is that an excuse, a normal excuse? Oh, I think it's valid. But it's good. I'd say, Chris, but you're also the same guy who took a pair of scissors like a lunatic and went running around the White that Sox one clubhouse and started more, cutting up uniforms. Yeah. That one is far more difficult to explain away than this. This one, I, I don't really, I can't, I, look, again, as he said, you don't want it to happen, but he didn't plan it for it to happen this way. You, you get ticked off about something. You got to get it out. You can't keep that poison inside you. You got you to get it out of the system. <laughs> This is the this is the look. We had a wall that's here before. Gordon, now you got a, a window. Analogy. Look at that. <laughs> great analogy, my friend. And and like Gordon, we can't really be mad at Chriselle because I think that to a certain extent, all of We've us have had this happen. Absolutely. We've all imagine if we happen. all had to face the media after having these things happen. I had one where I went to Best Buy back when DVDs were a thing, and I bought a a DVD holder. And it was pure garbage. I can't believe they were even allowed to sell it. I spent all this time trying to put it together. I finally assembled all my DVDs in it, and it collapsed right in front of me. 
and I lost my mind. It was a bunch How of many? like wooden sticks and things that had to go into slots, and I took each one, snapped every single one over. I was I was foaming at the mouth. Like it was like that kind of anger. So it's happened to me. I don't blame Chris Sale one bit. An- another interesting one when we had our first house, um, there were like bat wing doors. Now he has doors. multiple houses. Well, no, I mean it was the first house that we owned together. We had yeah. bat wing doors that went into the uh, the um, uh, washer dryer area. And we were going to eventually get rid of the bat wing doors. Mm-hmm. But there was some, something happened, and I hit the bat wing doors, and they, they hit me back. And then I just, you know, I got so frustrated because I was ticked off about something. I just ripped them right off the wall. <laughs> and my wife came home, and she saw them in the, in the garbage. Like, I had put them in the garbage. They didn't fit in the garbage. So they were sticking out of the garbage. So she knew that. There were going to be. It was a, that, that, the, the, their the time home improvement time has, has already begun in the yeah. washer dryer room. You know what the problem with those DVD things? Because I like back in the day, like you said, when it was a thing, it was always trying to find one. Like whenever you would buy one of those units, it would actually be big enough to hold all the DVDs that you had stockpiled. And I yeah. was never able to find like said piece of furniture, not one. No, I mean depending don't on don't go what to Best Buy. What you're collecting? No. Yeah. If your collection's that big, you need a wall unit. You, there's gonna not, there yeah. won't be a holder that can. Best Buy's not doing it. Like you can't. Oh, hey, it's a DVD. No, you, yeah. you have to go like bigger, better. And so the frustration that you showed by acting out and going like rage against the DVD unit mm-hmm. that completely eliminated any chances you had of probably returning it, right? Because you, you, you. No, and it was worth it. it. It was. I would pay that thirty dollars again for the for the stress <laughs> release. Oh, thirty bucks is no big deal. It was okay, thirty. Yeah, fine. no, I got yeah. what I paid for. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man, the, the rage was, it was beautiful. Afterwards, I, re- I felt good. I felt good about it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Gordon, you were mentioning Madden. Are you familiar with the 99 Club? Uh, that's players that have gotten a 99 rating, that's right. if I'm right. Yeah. That's right. Special designation for those select players in Madden that get the highest overall rating of 99. And today... EA Sports announced their first ever offensive lineman to join the Ooh, 99 club. Could, when, when you want to guess? Offensive lineman? Is it uh, the guy in the Colts, right? No. No. Oh, wow. We're talking present day offensive lineman? Yeah, for this year, for Madden 23, upcoming Madden 23. Um, it's the 99? F- the first ever offensive lineman in the history of the game to get the 99 rating. 99, baby. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how Anthony Munoz never got a 99. I think he played. Well, no, did he play? That might, that, 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 that might have been. You know, that was back in the Pong days. Jonathan Ogden was never a 99. So I, I agree that there are players that I feel like warranted the 99 club. I'll say. I'll say Trent Williams. You got it. Yeah. Wow. You got it. He's the first ever offensive lineman to get the 99 in Madden. Um, think about what he went through. Right? Think about his yeah. story. Like, he was with Washington. He didn't play. He was in the contract dispute. Then he didn't he have some sort of, like, brain tumor or something or some something like that? And Yeah, he where he, he got into a dispute with Washington over how – it was his whole reason, I think, for demanding to leave is that he 
he wasn't happy with the way they treated it was some sort of injury like that I don't know if it was a brain tumor necessarily but it was something like that and um yeah that was that was part of his desire to get out of there right um I don't know all the other 99s yet for Madden 23 but you want to try to guess some of the players who ended last year with 99 ratings there was uh, one quarterback one receiver a tight end a defensive back and two defensive linemen. Are you killing me now? I got to write all this down. Uh, well, quarterback, quarter. I would figure that the quarterback has to Rogers? be Mahomes. No and no. Actually, wow. yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Mahomes is one of them. I forgot there okay. were two. Okay. Uh, so there's another Rogers. Not Rogers. No. Josh Allen. Uh, no, no. Brady. Brady. Yes. Brady. Mahomes Get and Brady. Out of here. I mean, that, like, I haven't played Madden years, but come on. I mean, how is Tom Brady in '99? Don't they have to be able to actually move? And that you know creates your your glorified rating. Tom Brady can't Tom Brady can't beat me in a race. How is he a ninety nine? Like what is his speed in the game? Um, I I can find that for you. Right? Like uh, isn't speed part of it? Like when I played Madden, like that was part of it. It all went into your rating. He can't run. You the, you measure you his said, running with a sundial. His speed's a seventy one. So get yeah. out of here. He's age seventy one. Yeah. He ain't no seventy one. <laughs> Yeah, so you got the two quarterbacks. Last time he ran 71 okay. was 1971. Dan, the speed went up over the season from 59 at the start to 71. How? How? He, How he is gained, that possible? Yeah, he got the faster. avocado ice cream, man. It, it, it gives you wheels. Yeah, run into the bathroom, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there's one receiver, one tight end. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup. No, Cup? He, no, he was a 98. Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams, that's Devontae right. Adams, yeah, Cooper that's Cup was By the way, are, are, we, are, we, are we going higher or lower on the Devontae Adams encore season, now that Aaron Rodgers is not throwing him passes. Lower. Oh, Obviously lower. He was lower. a 99, Dan. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but that. Nowhere, nowhere to go but that. Uh, the tight end? Uh, Kelsey? That's right. Okay. That's what I was going to say. One, cor- uh, one corner? Jalen Ramsey? Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, yeah, that's Ramsey. right. And two defensive linemen. Aaron Donald. That's one. Um, uh, Quinton Williams? No. <laughs> Well, one day, maybe. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Never know. Maybe. Never know. That was a low blow, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, um, another defensive lineman. His team was in the news yesterday. Oh, oh, Miles Garrett. There you go. Oh, there we Miles go. Garrett. By the way, by the way, Miles Garrett. You talk about one of these great, like, public rehabilitation. Right, Miles Garrett, who was public enemy number one for almost decapitating Mason Rudolph with the helmet, mm-hmm. and now it's almost like it's forgotten about. It's like it never happened. Yeah, he's just a great player now with with no backstory, and he's getting ninety nines in Madden. Yeah, yep. Uh, guys, some sad news today. Legendary actor James Caan passed away uh, at the age of eighty two. Um, decent connection to the the sports world with James Caan. Played Brian Piccolo in one of the all time great sports movies, Brian's Song. He was also Coach Sam Winters in the program. Uh, he was born in the Bronx, lifelong Yankees fan. Actually played college football at Michigan State for two years. He was a quarterback before transferring to Hofstra, uh, which apparently is where he met Francis Ford Coppola, which wound up being a good career like, move. They, they met each other at Hofstra? That was what I read today. Francis wow. Ford Coppola went Who to Hofstra? Who knew that? That should Holy be on crap. the front. That, that, they should put that out on the front of Hofstra. This is where James Kahn met Francis Ford Coppola. It's big news. I didn't know I that. had no idea that was a thing. I'm, I'm going to wow. look it up now. Now you're making me question myself. I mean, yeah, like, it just seems like I feel they, like they, I would have heard that have a statue of Francis Ford Coppola over on the uh, Long Island Expressway, if that's the case. Right. You know what I always find Wikipedia interesting with actors? That must mean it must be true. If you go to IMDb, you know how they do the four movies that they have, like they're best known for? 
it's never the it's never the actual new movies that they're best known for. Like James Caan to me would be mm-hmm. best known for Godfather, Misery, Elf. Um, he had a couple other ones that uh, were high up. I'm trying to think of, but the you ones know it wasn't they, a bad a, uh, a bad uh, movie. Brian Song, obviously. Brian Song, remember um, Honeymoon in Vegas? Honeymoon in Vegas. They have a movie by the name of Thief from 1981. And a movie called uh, Rollerball from 1970. Now, Rollerball I've heard of, but the movies they have, James Caan, who is best known for Godfather, Misery, Thief, and Rollerball. He was also in the uh, television vehicle, Las Vegas, which was uh, good. I like that Big hit. They had a bunch of seasons of that. How many seasons do you think they had of that? Five. Oh, close. Four. Four seasons. And I think that show ended because of the writer's strike in Hollywood. Like, Like... the end of the season happened, and then they went on the writer's strike, and so they just said, ah, the hell with it. We're not bringing it back because it was never resolved. They didn't have any stories. And just a callback to an earlier show where we talked about how I do not just take the recommendations of one person on a yes. new TV show. During our pre-show meeting, uh, it was brought up that uh, that James Kahn was best known for The Godfather, and then the second movie that was named by our uh, John Winthrop was The Program. So yeah, he went that, immediately to the program. That that is not a reason though to not take recommendations because if you well, watch I will not so, take recommendations from him for sure. That's but, that's but if but if he told you Gordon you should watch the program, you would watch it and you would and you would enjoy. No, it. You no, would that, enjoy that, it. That would not You that wait, not, you've never seen need, the program? No, I've seen the program, but I'm not taking the recommendations of the program based on John Winthrop. I mean no and one no one's saying all it's an future academy award winner, but No, I'm not saying that, but all future record If you're saying that James Kahn's legendary career can be summed up from Godfather to the program, the man had 137 acting credits. The program is not number two. I actually think, like, you can make the case. Take the Godfather out of it, of course. Uh That's Of course. From now until the end of eternity, next to the Godfather, the film that James Caan might be known the most for from here on out might be Elf. Yeah. From now because, on, yes, I would yeah, agree with you. Yeah, because Elf is going to be on right. every holiday season. It's established yes. itself as a Absolutely. classic, a holiday classic, which is Absolutely. hard to do, and he's going to be featured in that. Yep, that's fair. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that Brian's song would probably be overall, but you're right. The, the newer, the, the newer uh, generation is not going to go back. You know, Brian's song is a little... Well, no, The Godfather is, is number one. Oh, yeah, one but we're taking The close. Godfather out. No, absolutely. Okay. We're taking The Godfather out. But Brian's song is a you know, difficult... You know, it's, not a, it's not Elf, you know? Um, let's see, guys. Bummer for tennis fans. Yesterday we spoke about Nadal facing Kyrgios in the semifinals and the, the kind of mini rivalry between them and how fun the matchup was going to be. But Nadal had to withdraw today due to a torn abdominal muscle. And Kyrgios goes right to the final without having to hit a ball. Uh, here is Rafa. He gave a press conference this afternoon talking about why he's withdrawing. I made my decision because I believe that I can't win two matches under these circumstances. You know, I can't serve. It's not only that I can't serve at the right speed. It's that I can't do the normal movement to serve. After say that, imagine myself winning two matches. And for respect to myself in some way, I don't want to go out there, not be competitive enough to play at the level that I need to play to achieve my goal and with big chance to make the things much worse. What a huge letdown. Well, I mean, completely, of course. I mean, I get it. I understand why he felt the need to withdraw, but just, I'm not even really a tennis fan, but 
Um, even I saw that, and I was I was disappointed. I mean, so, so who's on the other side of the draw? Is it Djokovic? It's, it's Djokovic. So and, and basically, who's, who's he facing? At the, at he's going to face a Brit, Cam Norrie, who's playing in his first ever major semifinal. So, barring one of the great upsets, you're going to have Kyrgios and Djokovic on Sunday morning for the men's championship. And by the way, they've only played twice. Never, I, I don't believe in a major, but I have to go back and check. Kyrgios won both matches against Djokovic head to head. Holy crap! Now, at a major, that's, of course, best out of five. Best of five sets versus best of three. That separates the men from the boys, and that's why these champions, these legends are so hard to beat in the best of five. So it, it's a whole different ball game. But the thing about it, you know, this was Nadal. We talked about it, what, yesterday? This was a shot at history, you know? So now no calendar grand slam for Nadal. He was 19-0 yeah. at the majors this year. Uh, and the last male to win the calendar slam was rod laver the rocket 1969 it's hard to do you got to win and you got to stay healthy and he wasn't able to do that yep it's uh too bad for sure uh finally guys here's the latest for you on the kevin durant trade sweepstakes brian windhorse was on espn earlier today he says teams are not really bending over backwards right now to trade for kd i think they thought there was going to be a tremendous bidding war and while there's a lot of interest from what I can tell, that bidding war isn't really hot right now. The teams have made their their offers, and they don't really feel the need to increase them. Now, maybe we'll see a little bit of action coming out of Summer League. All of the executives are gathering in Las Vegas over the next few days, and there could be a restart in action there. Here's a little bit more from Windhorse discussing the Durant trade market. There's been a couple of things that have happened that have you know, even made it more complicated that involved the Utah Jazz. The Jazz make this trade with Rudy Gobert uh, last week where they get an incredible haul of draft picks in which the Nets respond by saying, well, now the price for Durant just went high, higher. And the rest of the league is kind of saying, we don't think so. We don't want to pay that price. We didn't like that trade. And then you look at Donovan Mitchell. After the Gobert trade, there was a belief that maybe Mitchell would be next, and maybe at some point he will be. But for now, the Jazz are telling people they don't intend to trade him. And on Mitchell's side, he's going to stand pat. He's not going to force any action right now. So without Mitchell in the market, um, there's the teams are not trying to outbid each other. You, it, it doesn't make sense for teams to sell their house to pay for a car, even if that car is a Lamborghini like Kevin Durant. I mostly view it as a win-win for Brooklyn, to be honest. You, you should. You dangle an enormous asking price. If somebody bites, okay, great. And if not, you wind up with Kevin Durant on your team for another year, and you kind of dare him to go the Ben Simmons route. Or, uh, I mean, you don't want to have a disgruntled player in your locker room. I understand that. But I don't see Kevin Durant as somebody who's going to sit out and not play. I would take my Kev chances. Kevin Durant, let's face it, and I know the Nets don't have, you know, the illustrious history in the NBA as some of these other franchises do. Kevin Durant's the best player to ever put on a Nets uniform. He probably will hold that distinction for, what, a couple of decades? Unless something extremely rare happens. Why would you be inclined to move him and just get rid of him because he's unhappy if you're the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, let's face it. You're not winning anything anyway if he's not on your team. So you might as well just let him sit there and rot because at some point, you know, Kevin Durant is not just going to retire from the NBA and waste this four-year mega millions contract that he already signed. Yeah, I mean, it all sounds well and good, but that's not generally no, but Gordon, how things really, are, is he are gonna... done in the NBA. Generally, the superstar gets what they want. I mean, Ben Simmons got what he wanted. Uh, James Harden got what he wanted. I, I agree with you, and, and I, if I were in that situation, I feel like, well, I'm not going to just trade him for nothing. I'll keep him here, and if he don't like it, tough, but... 
the blueprint for these type of moves have happened before, and sometimes it does stretch into the regular season, but at the end of the day, the star player generally gets what he wants. But he's not going to just walk away. Like, you know, I mean, unless Kevin Durant you. wants to, you know, sit out for four years and then try to resume his NBA career when his contract is expired at the age of, what, 37, 38, then be my guest. Let him do it. That's what I would say to him if I were Sean Marks, in an Australian accent, of course. But it's not happening. There was one report that the Nets had asked the Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first-round picks in exchange for Kevin Durant. Anthony it, Edwards it, from ER? No, the uh, oh. the Timberwolves, Anthony. Edwards. The basketball player. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> the Timberwolves should try to pull that one off. Maybe they can. Make, but uh, if that's true, that that type of trade offer would get you kicked out of most fantasy leagues. By the way, do you think most people, like I just said, Anthony Edwards from ER? Why did why was that the first thing that came out of my mouth and not Anthony Edwards from Goose? Revenge of the Nerds? Anthony oh. Edwards from Top Gun? Like uh, ER? I think that. Well, uh, let's go to the IMDb. What is Anthony Edwards most known for? I, I think, think I just gave you the top three, right, Andrew? I mean, yes, be, right, yes. But Although, what's, what, by the what's way, in the, that keystone position? This Anthony Edwards is not only a basketball player, but also the, one of the stars of Adam Sandler's new movie, Hustle. Did you watch that yet? I loved it. Now, did you watch that on your own, or did somebody recommend it to you and say, I mean, both. You, you got to watch it. Both. It was always going to be a movie that I was going to watch. But many people had also said to me beforehand that I was going to love it. Did you? Can, uh, it, can I, and it was great. Can I peel back the curtain here for a second? Because we're on this subject, I got to tell the story. Lift like, it up John, and show it to me. The John Winthrop story from our pre-show meeting yeah. about the the you got to watch this. So John, because we've been talking about this, how you know the other day, how somebody says, "Oh, you got to watch this, you got to watch this." Recommendations, and if you're really inclined to actually see it through and and watch what people are telling you to watch, John Winthrop was on the train one day. And he's got his little iPad out or whatever, and he's flipping through Netflix. And the person who is a complete and total stranger sitting next to him is like watching him flip through his Netflix. And when he stopped on, I think he said it was Stranger Things, somebody, they said to John, you got to watch that. It's so great. You've got to watch that. First of all, could you ever put yourself in that position to where you care so much about a particular project that you would then recommend it to a total stranger who is minding their own business, wants nothing to do with you, but yet you feel compelled enough to speak out and say, you have got to make that part of your life? And a little known fact, that person turned out to be Millie Bobby Brown. No, I don't <laughs> wow. um, that would, nah, that would that be a real sense. twist. I would get on the next stop. Even if it was not my next stop, like I would get off at the stop and then go down a couple more cars and just get away from that psychopath. Alert the conductor. Right. I'm not talking to strangers. No, I don't. I don't. I don't need. Thank you. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I would. I would specifically not watch Stranger Things just based on that interaction. <laughs> that seems consistent <laughs> with your outlook on on recommendations. <laughs> no, but, Andrew, and you know what? Don't you think I would show. Rare? Yeah, I would I, show I'm, that person that I was clicking it and like forget this show. I don't want this show. <laughs> Because I'm going to Hulu to, just to, just to spite you. I'm yeah. Huluing now. Yeah. It's it, it's a spite watch. It's spite a spite watch, non-watch. Exactly. Right. Wow. Well, that'll do it for ENN. By the way, I should say round one of the NHL draft is tonight at 7 on ESPN. Oh, ESPN my, Plus. let me set the DVR. Devils Wait. picking second, Islanders 13th. Hey, Rangers Gordon. don't have a first-round pick. They lost that oh, first-rounder no. to Winnipeg in the Andrew Cobb trade. Hey, Gordon. Hey, I Gordon. Knew that. I knew that. What? Yeah. Hey, Gordon. 
Watch the draft. You should watch the draft. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Millie Bobby Brown can come over (laughs) to the house. I'm still not watching the NHL draft. Watch the draft. Uh, Yeah, Devils are picking second. Uh, We'll see where that – if they even make the pick. A lot of talk that they might uh, play some wheeling and dealing and trade that pick for uh, maybe an established player. And the Rangers traded Alexander Gorgiev today. Yes, they did. That that should be mentioned as well. got three draft picks back, two this year, a third and a fifth, and a third next year. And he's going to Colorado, the team that just won the Stanley Cup. So he gets to bask in that championship flair that they have going on out there uh, going into next season. Uh, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. You know, we haven't talked much about the basketball. We should dive into it a little bit deeper here when we return. Plus, plenty of your phone calls. Yankees, Mets, all up for discussion. Dan Grasa, Gordon Damer, till 7. It's the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.